Welcome to the post-pod Sif Spoil, uh, where we are going to talk about all the hanging threads, romances, jokes, Easter eggs, cameos, deaths, resurrections, and post-credit sequences. They all die. From there actually is there's quite quite a bit of all of that. The, the post-credits, yeah. the resurrections, the, the, the everything. From yeah. the Snyder Cut uh, Justice League. So let's get into it. Andrew, you were very excited to do this, so why don't you just kind of lead the way uh, with some of your spoilery things you wanted to say. Martian Manhunter! What is... <laughs> As that was happening, I was... Wait, did you like that? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was I, so out of place. I, I, like, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. I was like... Really? Especially if you're not a DC fan. Like, that stuff is yeah, just so, so for, weird. For the uninitiated... That uh, Harry Lennox's character, which was this general from the last couple movies, yes, uh, and he's just sort of been—he's just been like a general guy. He has no real bearing on the plot. All of a sudden, he's integral to the plot because after Martha has this <clears throat> really emotional scene with Lois Lane, I thought was really powerful. They undercut it, yes. by having her morph yes. into Martian Manhunter, uh. a character I've never met before in any version of these Ooh. live action. I don't know who Martian. I don't—is he good? Is he bad? Why is he shape-shifting? Immediately, I think he's a bad guy, but the end credit scene makes him think like he's a good guy and a future like, member of the team. Why is there a crawl in this movie? This isn't the MCU. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that... it, it really it bothered me because they didn't establish if he was good or not, and I feel like it undercutted the emotional weight of that prior scene. That for uh, I understand what you're saying, but my counter to that is I don't care. Um, <laughs> it's it's one of those things that is pure fan service. Like if you knew yeah. who Martian Manhunter was, and he is one of your favorites, he is he's in my, like my top five DC heroes of all time. And whenever I saw him, I'm like, oh my gosh. And the fact that I found out that he was, that was his character the whole time. Like if I go all the way back to Man of Steel, he's been Martian Manhunter. Like it, it just, it made me think about all those things that I really wasn't caring at the time. I Again, like I said, I know I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on this, but like I'm going, oh, so I don't really care about what that whole Martha... Uh, Lois Lane conversation about how emotionally impactful it was. I don't care if it's undercut by, you know, it not being really, you know, uh, Martha. Right. I get Martian Manhunter. So there are moments in this movie, and that's one of them where I'm going, Kool-Aid, wash over me, and I'll go, oh, Could they yeah. not have simply, could Zach simply not have just included the scene at the end, the epilogue? Like the very last shot of the entire four-hour experience is uh, Martian Manhunter flying off towards the camera. And I feel like that would have been in fan service without interrupting the flow of the narrative, undercutting things, and introducing an element that doesn't actually factor into the plot proper. It only just sets up a movie that will never happen. And that's frustrating. We're building sequels that will never exist. So, that okay, just, whoa. That just so let's go, let's go into that. all that, too, um, because I do wonder, uh, will they never exist? That's what I'm... I, I, this movie is being so well-received, maybe... It just absolutely like it pushes itself back into canon, and they disavow the 2017 Whedon cut, and they're like, "No, this is it. Yeah. Forget the British accent that Amber Heard did for no reason. This is canon now, and we're gonna move forward with this timeline. Everyone's being recast, it seems like, but like, yeah, let's go for it. It's up to Warner Brothers. Like, they can just decide what they want to do and give whoever it, they want money. But because this is the primary thing that I wanted to talk about that I didn't feel comfortable talking about it. And non spoilers are all the endings. 
Um, and the fact that they're actually in the movie, it's not like they're post-credit scenes or anything like that. You know, we, we spend... But that does say epilogue. There's an interstitial title Correct. that says epilogue, which in my opinion basically is your your traditional post-credit scene just presented in a different way. Right. Yeah. But and, in this case... for me... But this case, post-credit I, scenes, right? Like there's yeah, yeah, several. Yeah, there's, there's, there's like 15 minutes of it. There's 41 minutes of it. The epilogue is, is 41 minutes long. If Is that right? No, 21. It, no, maybe it was 21. Well, maybe it was 21 minutes. Well, you can't count the actual scrolling credits. Just the actual... Oh, okay. Fair enough. Know. Fair enough. Yeah, you're probably right. But from the epilogue title to when we actually cut to black and see, there's like 15 or 20 minutes there. Well, uh, and we see Batman's nightmare again, that, that post-apocalyptic future. Jared Leto's Joker makes an appearance. And I thought like, okay, this is kind of an interesting scene, but I don't care. Like, I don't know what this is. I don't know when this is. I don't even know if this is a real timeline or just a dream. And I, I, I don't, I still don't like Jared Leto's 41 Joker. minutes. The epilogue is 41 minutes long. I think that mm-hmm. does include the credits, but even without those, that's I'm sure that's over 30 minutes uh, sure. long. Uh, so. Again, I think that the, the dream sequences that uh, we're seeing, that's more fan service for those of us who have either read or played Injustice Gods Among Us, where the Joker kills Lois Lane, and that throws Superman into this violent tirade of him becoming a villain. And pretty much the entire world is like yeah no that's that all sounds super cool but like let's give it its own movie and I'm okay with teasing it occasionally but we already teased it in Batman vs Superman do we need like a 12 minute deleted scene at the end of this one just tacked well, on let's let's like, be very clear of it no 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 let's be very clear this movie is not this movie is not being clear about whether or not that is an alternate timeline or a dream. Because he wa- right. he wakes up right. from it, but he is waking up from some uh, a nightmare, uh, K N I G T H M A R E. Yeah, uh, nightmare. He, yeah. he is waking <laughs> up from a a nightmare that is inspired by the Flash moment in Batman v Superman uh, that happens or whatever. Like, but that was also yeah. that was also in his dream. No, right, Flash. Flash visited him, and then he wakes up. I went back and rewatched it actually. Yeah. Really? Okay. So, Flash shows up and he says, "Am I too early? Am I too early? It's Lois Lane. She's the key." And then Bruce wakes up off his keyboard. Mm. I just, yeah. I, so I don't know what's going on with that. I, th- I thought the Jared Leto stuff was terrible. I, I thought he I was don't terrible. like Joker. Oh, I don't like it. I really the epilogue. I think you could get rid of that entire forty-one minutes, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Get rid of that entire thing, and this movie boat goes up a full point. For yeah. Me. yeah. Yeah. And I almost, I almost don't include it in my rating because it feels like it's just a separate mm-hmm. little entity that you can ignore. You can safely ignore that and just qualify the movie on the six parts prior. Yeah. And I th- really like that. I'm just now all realizing... This world building for worlds that might not exist, it just seems like it's so self-indulgent. You know, I'm just now realizing I was wrong in the in the show proper because you're right. This is an easily excised 40 minutes and that makes this movie three hours and 20 minutes-ish. You know what and I mean? I think, like, and and you, I think you cut down a couple other scenes, maybe shorten some of that slow yeah. motion. Yeah, no, you're this right. This really tight. We don't need the scene with the Icelandic women singing to uh, Aquaman as he's going into the water. Cut that. Yeah, That's yeah. Fine. I, I like Aquaman's introduction in the theatrical version. I think it's a little punchier. I think it's a little quicker. And there's a line where Aquaman says, you know, they say the strongest man is strong alone. And then in the theatrical version, there's a little joke where where Bruce says, no, that's that's not a saying. In fact, that's the opposite of what the saying is. Yeah. And I really like that joke. I think it works. And they get rid of that, and I'm like, oh, I, I kind of like that. And now it's now it's just 
strongest man is strong alone. And then like it goes unanswered and it's like, you can't just let him say that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, I guess he's going for a more serious route, but I one of those weedonisms that I appreciated. I would like to talk about what I think is the biggest plot hole in this entire movie. So Okay, go for it. In the movie, it's established that Darkseid uh, visits Earth to conquer oh, okay. it and I know exactly where you're going with this. Yeah. Um, and while he's there, he strikes the ground and he realizes that Earth is where the anti-life equation is. Uh, uh, for you guys and for anybody listening, uh, if you don't know what the anti-life equation is in the DC They universe, don't really explain it. They don't. But it's one of the most powerful... I guess, weapons in the DC universe. It's a mathematical equation that convinces people to become uh, mindless slaves, I guess, of whoever knows and wields this mathematic equation. It's like a super important evil MacGuffin. I understood enough that was like, okay, sure. this is clearly, if Darkseid wants it, it's important. Yeah. But uh, he forgets it. He, he forgets, forgets it. it. That is the, the biggest <laughs> plot hole in the entire movie. He goes to Earth. He's defeated by Zeus, Ares, the Amazonians, the humans, and one Green Lantern. Fine with all that. Uh, and then the mother boxes they, they, are left they, on They Earth. hide the mother boxes, and yeah. Darkseid retreats in shame. Mm-hmm. He comes back to now, 5,000 years later, yeah. and he's like, oh, this is where the mother boxes are? Yeah, dude, that's where you left him. Did yeah. you forget? <laughs> I have, if, okay, if this is what Zack Snyder was planning, then he knows a lot about the DC universe, but he is terrible at explaining it because the only <laughs> thing I can think of is the dark side we see, that guy that, you know, the big towering dude, that's not the real dark side. The real dark side is lives in the fifth dimension and he creates avatars that he sends to other universes. So my thing is, okay, did Zeus and Ares kill that dark side? And that dark side was the one who had the knowledge of the mother boxes. Mm. Like, cause he gets back on the ship and you know, he's like, like bleeding profusely. And then he like passes out. Does he die there? And then that's the dark side that had all the I, knowledge. I feel like this is, this is, this is such like a, an, it's not the kind of plot hole that pulls me out of the movie. But it is the kind of thing where if you think analytically about it for more than a minute, it's like, it's, it's such an obvious yeah, gaping hole. Easy fix. That, like one one line of dialogue, like, we, we defeated Darkseid and wiped his memory. Okay, I believe it, fine. He lost his memory, whatever. Like just one little additional line of dialogue, yeah. ADR over a wide shot. I could add it in five minutes. And yet they didn't. And it's like, okay, that just seems sloppy. I have an easier fix. Have that scene where Darkseid strikes the ground and he finds the anti-life equation. Cut it. Just cut that scene. (laughs) Have Steppenwolf be the one only person that realizes that the anti-life equation is on And not until later. And not until later. So he's like, hey, the planet that defeated you and you lost some other boxes, guess what? It's also the same planet that has the anti-life equation. That would have made so much more sense, but for to have Darkseid actually forget that that's where the anti-life... It's, it's, well, it, it it's kind the of, thing it, I keep it, coming to, back to. to that, why? To use the word again, undercuts his his ability as an antagonist. Like, if he's forgetful, like, I'm not scared of him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he's supposed to be the most powerful being in the universe, and he forgets stuff? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Like, the does, it guy, re- does it really help his bona fides as like the world's worst villain? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If to have a villain who would make Thanos look like an ant be trumped by his memory, Mr. Magoo, like yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh uh, no, you, you did you did wrong. <laughs> but um, another thing I, I I would love to talk about is, um, a specific moment. Uh, besides that hero shot where they where they're all the oh, heroes are so flying good. in unison right next to the Batmobile, such a cool shot. I want to make it like my wallpaper on my computer here. The other big big moment, which I thought was so phenomenal, borrowing a page from um, the Flashpoint Paradox animated film from about ten years ago, is after the mother box explodes and the world is over, the Flash goes back in time. And there's a shot of him running over, like, the world as it rebuilds behind him. I was yeah. like, this looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was so neat. Every, and that was everything such a satisfying. About, every, everything yeah. about that finale is a million times better than the original. I, I like, and, yeah. a, and a big part of it is because they had a scene earlier where they're like, what is our plan? They came up with it so that when it's happening, we understand where they are in the action what needs to happen? Okay, Cyborg's at the mother boxes, but he's waiting for Flash to supercharge him. We understand the stakes and the geography of where he is, where he needs to go, and what needs to happen. And that understanding so much improves our understanding of the scene. And it raises the tension and the suspense. Because if we know what's supposed to happen and it's not, it's like, oh, shoot, mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. And we don't get that in the theatrical at all because the theatricals just uh, punch him. Yeah. yeah, no, the theatrical version with Steppenwolf is awful because the fact that it's apparent that the, that the Justice League can't defeat Steppenwolf. Like, he is just smacking them around super easy. Aquaman, uh, Wonder Woman, Batman, The Flash, nobody can touch him. But Superman shows up and he just makes him look like a rag doll. In this one... Yeah, in this version, it's nice that... Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying that Superman isn't necessary for their plan. Yeah. But he helps because they keep kind of... They could have done it without him if everything went correctly. Yeah. But we get the sense, okay, Flash is sidelined momentarily. Cyborg needs to buy more time. That's where Superman helps. But like, had the plan gone correctly, they didn't really need him. And yeah. I like that sort of message better. Yeah. And how they, they all don't, came they're together. They're not reliant on him. They and all they came together to kill Steppenwolf. <laughs> and they completely eliminated any local life that needed saving and, yes. and all that kind of stuff. And just did, makes... you, did you guys dislike that Russian family that they needed to push out of the way? Yeah. Yeah, it I thought it was pointless. absolutely unnecessary. It was, it, yeah. It was. It seemed like a studio note of like, oh, we need to see them saving people. Like, that's the, yeah. the heart. You know, they got so much conflict yeah. after Man of Steel about, you know, Superman, you know, Killing people instead of recklessly protecting them, yeah, and recklessly destroying lives. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Well, I know I did. I did like the the Superman and Flash race. The little button at the end of the theatrical where they race to the. I liked that, and I, I wouldn't have. I, I don't miss it necessarily, but it's like okay. Yeah. I guess that doesn't help, but yeah, uh, yeah. I like it. Do you guys have a favorite scene in the movie? I guess this is what we could end on. And I'll throw mine out if you guys need time to think. My favorite scene in the entire movie is the first time they're fighting Steppenwolf. Victor and Barry are evacuating people out of the building. And then debris starts to fall over the top of them. And then you just see 
the flash just blinking in and out of existence, moving the debris from overhead of all those uh, civilians. It was one of the coolest shots I've ever seen. I also do love that shot of him running back through time. It was a beautiful way of showing the speed force. But for me, it's got to be that scene where he's just overhead. There was a lot of really cool moments. I, I think the, yeah, I think the Flashpoint paradox, whatever you want to call it, his turn back the clock move mm-hmm. is it was really visually i thought it looked uh, gorgeous and i think uh, thematically it was really important to to his arc and to the story and to prove they can lose but not necessarily yeah uh, and there's also a quick little easter egg when uh, bruce pricks uh, the flash up from his apartment and drives to the airport they drive under a billboard um for uh, suicide prevention awareness or suicide awareness i should say um which is such an uh, a great and obvious nod to zach's daughter which is the reason he left the production originally. His daughter, yeah. Autumn, committed suicide while he was in the beginning of post-production. He had to step away, take care of his family. Don't blame him for that. And then it was sort of out of his hands. And I love that not only do we get that for Autumn card at the end of the movie. Yeah, that was sweet. Uh, which, is just, which, which is just really nice and poignant. But in the movie proper, like a big underline is here's the Batmobile or his Mercedes mobile driving under a big, big billboard that takes up half the frame that says you are not alone. Um, and I think that's that's the kind of stuff that's just really, from an Easter egg perspective, it was yeah. really nice. I did read uh, an interview with him recently uh, that I guess I'll just pass along. But he, you know, he did leave. That was the, I guess, impetus for him finally leaving. But uh, it was already troubled before that. Like that, he, That's from what I understand. It was like that gave him an excuse to like, yes. you know what? Exactly. I, don't, I don't need to deal with this. Right. I'm going to be with my family. Yes. I could come back and finish it, but I don't need the headache. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right. Uh, I also read in that article that his daughter's uh, favorite song was um, Hallelujah, and that's one of the reasons he uses it uh, uh, so beautiful much. version in the credits. So, yeah. Because it actually starts off instrumental for like two minutes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, is, is this Hallelujah? And mm-hmm. then eventually we kind of hear the... Yeah. the uh, the secret chord he played for the Lord and all that. I uh, I love Flash falling in love with a hot dog. Um, that's uh, that's probably my, <laughs> that is my, a great my favorite my favorite scene. Yeah. Uh, seriously, I really did enjoy com- that. Scene. He gets a completely new intro. And Iris, um, we can see Iris, yeah. Iris West. So yeah. Um, well, there we go. Uh, that that is some of the uh, spoilery stuff that we wanted to make sure we mentioned uh, for you. I feel like we have just scratched the surface. This, I mean, obviously, in four hours of film and a topic like this, we could probably go forever. Easy. Um, but um, but yeah, we wanted to at least get some of that stuff down for you. So thank you for listening to the the uh, Sif spoil, and we'll catch yeah. you the next time we want to spoil something. Bye. Bye.